Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press Box, a weekly sports show. I'm Travis Heiser, the owner of the Mohawk Valley Diamond Dogs, and once again, I'm joined along with my good friend Dave Warner from My Little Falls. Hey, Travis, how you doing today? We're back down here at uh, the cafe at Stone Mill in Canal Place yeah, in Little it's Falls. A, yeah, it's, it's another great day. You know, oh, another good day to uh, talk to a, another special guest we have here today. Oh, yeah, we're, we're loaded up now. Yeah, we're, we, uh, we have a legend here from, from the city of Little Falls. <laughs> Who is, uh, he, he's shaking his head now. Yeah, listen, he, he's pretty modest, but he, he's been around a little bit longer than I have. Charlie Fitzgerald from uh, the hey, city Charlie. of Little Falls. Charlie, how are we doing? Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm little Charlie, by the way. The real Charlie Fitzgerald is my father. Oh, okay. Uh, so she, was the legend. He's are, the you, legend. are you the junior? Or? I'm junior. <laughs> so Charlie Junior Fitzgerald. So, so Charlie, we want to kind of get to know you a little bit. How, how long have you lived in the city of Little Falls? I was born in 1941, and I stayed here until in the late 70s, and I went to Virginia for chasing my job with UNIVAC. Okay. And then I came back to Happy Valley with, to make my wife happy uh, in 1995. Well, listen, making your wife happy <laughs> is kind of an important thing. So ha- Happy wife, happy life. I- I'm yeah. learning that now. Yeah, you are. It's taking me a little longer, but I- I'm getting there. And, Charlie, you've had a big part of that, you know, making... You know, explain to me how to make my wife happy. So, yeah, appreciate I, that. Are you taking some nights off? Are you staying home at night now? Oh, yeah, let's be, you know, this summer's been kind of <laughs> laid back. So, I've been home, you know, you know, every night for the first time in 13 years. So, <laughs> no, no diamond dog. So, he's home a lot. That's right. So, so Charlie, obviously, this is a sports show. And you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, you growing up. I, I, you went to school here in, in Little Falls. Why don't you tell, tell our guests where you went to school? I went to St. Mary's Academy at Little Falls, and I graduated from St. Mary's Academy. When you were in St. Mary's Academy, did you play any sports there? I attempted to play basketball and baseball. I, I had UB Brown as my coach in uh, my freshman year, and he is a great judge of talent. He cut me in basketball, and he cut me in baseball, but that's okay. <laughs> So, fans that don't know, so maybe our young listeners, Hubie Brown is a, is a pretty well-known um, NBA coach. And he was, you're telling us Hubie Brown got his start here in Little Falls? Can you he tell us a little bit about that? He came out of Niagara University, and our Monsignor at that time had a pipeline to Niagara. And the Monsignor in Niagara wanted him to get a job, and he, they worked a deal. He got a whole $4,800 a year to come to St. Mary's Academy, and uh, he was he was definitely different, but he was a great guy, and uh, he really was a talented baseball player. If he didn't have, I believe, an eye injury, and uh, his baseball days were over. So that's how he ended up coaching basketball? basketball? Well, he coached baseball and basketball okay. here, and we used to have the Indian Independence team, Little Falls Independence. And uh, he worked with, we had some fairly good ball players here in Little Falls, uh, Gordy Douglas. And Gordy says, you, he, you'll be caught. <coughs> and he said, you really hated to have him, when you're warming up, throw the ball down to second base. It hurt too much. Wow. So Hubie had a, had a cannon for an arm. Yes, he did. When you had him as a coach, can you kind of explain Tell our you know audience you know how was his demeanor as a coach you know in the NBA we know he you know he's an analyst for ESPN and he seems kind of down to earth you know but definitely well, very knowledgeable person. 
he's probably the best statistician in basketball, not to break too much about him, but he, he works. We have a, a person that played for him, Mike Skinner, who is now deceased, but uh, he went to see him at a ball game. He went specifically early, and he saw him up in the stands. He was studying notes, so he did take it seriously. And Mike went up to him, and as much as they were really good friends, he said, Mike, I can't talk to you. I'm studying. So, I mean, that's a man that really took his job seriously. You know, it, 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 not for nothing, I mean, he obviously he's, he's a great coach. He's in the NBA Naismith uh, Hall of Fame. He was two-time coach of the year. I mean, I, I think for the people of, of Little Falls, and I don't know how many people, and I know I didn't before I became involved with the Diamond Dogs and came here 13 years ago, know the amount of history of athletics that really come from the Mohawk Valley. And Hubie Brown just being one of them, um, what do you think that means to the people of the Valley to have someone like Hubie Brown actually get a start here in Little Falls? He came here to visit. <laughs> I, I would not <laughs> He didn't. He, he 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 was good for Little Falls because anything he got involved with, he did very well. He made a lot of good friends here, and uh, it, it's just that he's too busy in life ever to come back. But uh, who knows? And I I believe his son was involved with the Grizzlies also when he was out there, and he did very well out there. And uh, when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, three of us from Little Falls went. And he announced on Friday night that his, his first job, there were three of us coming to the next day because it was $300, and none of us were going to spring for $300 for Wait a minute, he made $4,800 in Little Falls. He couldn't <laughs> pay for your ticket? Uh, no. <laughs> who, 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 else went, who else went with you from Little uh, Falls? you remember? Um, Bill Nash from Baldwinsville area, and he was a coach out there. And he went to a couple of UB's clinics over the years. Uh, Lynn Hebert from Richfield Springs, who was a teacher there, and he has since deceased, and myself. And he announced on Friday night we were going to be there. And, of course, we showed there on Saturday and waited in line for about two hours because he was in the same annual as Calhoun, and, which was everybody from Connecticut was there. Yeah, UConn, and, uh, Coach Calhoun. And I had no problem going up, seeing uh, Sarah, going up to see Sarah, the Syracuse coach, Bayon. But and we none of us. And then we see if we could jump the line, go up <laughs> behind him. And the guy says, "No, just wait in line." Yes, sir. So, you, did you have you ever talked to Hubie since he was here? I mean, obviously, I'm sure um, you found him. Have well, you ever we, had any conversations with well, him? Well, we no, not really. We kind of we were going down into the amphitheater and. Uh, they were pulling Yubi out, and Bill Nash says, no, we ain't waiting this long. So we walked across the seats, and he saw us, and he pulled in and started talking. This young lady says, Mr. Brown, he says, I don't have to go anywhere. And that is Yubi Brown. <laughs> in other words, he didn't do what he didn't want to do. And so it sounds like he didn't, doesn't forget where he came from and tries to No, and he back. stood there talking to us, and he shows this big ring, and he says, well, did you ever think this would come? And then I told him about how, what a great judge of talent he was. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he kind, reminded him and, and of reminded him cutting him. you, right? Yeah. And he laughed. How, how did that feel? Listen, that's got to feel amazing, you know, to be at an induction ceremony, but to see someone that 
you know, even if it was here for for a cup of coffee, right? Um, to have the opportunity to to be there, and oh, it it, it was a very it's a great day, and now I I, I would show you the uh, all the materials I had, but I didn't get a signature because I didn't need a signature. It, you know, it's funny that you say that. You know, growing up as kids, we all look at athletes as gods and. And, you know, we all want their autographs. We all want to meet them. And, and, you know, there becomes a time, as I'm sure that day for you, with just being a friend with somebody and being an acquaintance means more to you than anything else. Right. Um, you know, I can obviously say that. And, and growing up as a kid, I wanted to see all these famous athletes. And, and now that I've had the opportunity to, to meet some, you know, just being able, being able to call them a friend and, and is, is very important. So I can well, attest to what you're saying there about Hubie in, in the Hall of Fame. That was one of his steps in life, basically. But uh, he was a good man. And Little Falls was definitely, uh, we had an asset having him here. Tell, I, what was that? You mentioned the team that they had here. We used to have the Little Falls Independence. Okay, what about that team? What was that like? It was good baseball, and uh, my father coached it for a while, and uh, he fired some professional baseball players. He said, put them on, and he grooved it, and see ya. He sat them on the bench and sent them home. Really? But, uh, what, it, it, what level was that kind it, of? No, it was not a really a – it was local uh, all-stars. Uh, so it was like a – Valley, and uh, we had people uh, – groups came in from – Syracuse or whatever to compete here. So it's like a town team. Yes. With the best of the best. Uh, yes. Where did they play their games here? In uh, at the Diamond of Europe that we play at, the Little Falls Diamond Dogs. But remember, home plate was out there in the outfield. Yeah. Oh, so it faced the other way? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. wow. When did they – I did not know that. So let's talk about that a little bit. I can't give you all the details. Can't give you all the details, but <laughs> home plate was where center field is yes. back in the day? Yes. Do you know when that switched and why they switched it? I don't know. I know a few a few baseballs used to end up on, you could say, 5S or Route 5, rather. Yeah, from uh, foul balls? Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's – you know, my wife was saying that's where they all – all the kids, when they were growing up, went down there and played on the field uh, yes. before Vets We didn't have the was. basketball courts there. We didn't have a lot of things there. They are there today. Little Falls has done very, very well for it. Yeah, that's a great the, field. Uh, in my – like, years ago, we had a – my – the varsity club was very instrumental in uh, getting uh, the – Park, the city parks going. We had Furnace Street. We had St. Mary's. We had uh, one over on the south side. We had Moreland Park. And these were very, they were very much assets for the community. And the Varsity Club, which my, again, my father was the president of that. And they raised money by having a paper drive once a year. That's when you made money. Once a year, we'd have a paper drive. And we'd pick up all the newspapers in Little Falls. Clean out cellars or whatever. Wow. And, and what, re- resell it is? We bring it over to, uh, the. there's a, a uh, we used to call it over to John's over on the south side. It's uh, before you would get to the intersection of uh, 167 and Route 5. There used to be a, a junkyard, basically, or whatever. He took in paper, and at then, in those days, you didn't have bottles. Yeah. You were, so you were recycling back but then. I, I was the little kid that used to open the bottles for the uh, 
old, old, old people. That <laughs> and now you've got those kids standing in line opening the bottle for you at the ball field, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. He does pretty well open up <laughs> he, his bottle. I'm telling you what, I <laughs> well, see the line of people with I, I beer, will, you know. I will admit I am very dry. <laughs> I, I, I don't drink much, and I drink more at the ball games than I I, I do in a year. So it's been a dry summer for you this year, right? <laughs> Very difficult. Well, so listen, in 2021, we're going to get you started off. You but, know what the reason for that is, though? He's got everybody buying it for him then. Now he'd have to buy yes, it himself. And, and and you, we see a pattern here, Charlie. You do realize that we, we are having a great year for baseball. It is very, very dry. You haven't had any windstorms where your tents blew away or your... your well, you put the tarp out, and that blew over the top of the little league field. Yeah, those are some fun times, right? So, yeah, it's it's been a quiet summer for sure, and, and you know, but uh, we'll be back in 2021. We'll be, I'm sure, we'll be chasing tarps across the field, and we'll be chasing you know easy ups, you know, across Burwell Street. But you know, it's it's been interesting, to say the least. You know, Charlie, you watch sports at home. Obviously, you're a Yankee fan. I apologize for that. But <laughs> and for those who can't did, see, they, since we're not we're yeah, not visual here, he's I'm got a Yankees that hat they on. Beat that other team. What was that? The Boston Red Sox. Oh, was yeah, it last guys. night. Yeah, they beat the Red Sox. Yeah, the the Red Sox are in trouble this year. They, they, I think they gave away the the. And of course, the Yankees are missing two of their best players. Well, who are those two guys? You remember? Mantle, Mantle and Maris, well, isn't them, it? Yeah, them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see that, you know, Aaron Judge is out, you yes. know, and, and um, there are other big hitters out there. Right. So, you know, listen, in a shortened season in Major League Baseball, you know, they said that, you know, a losing streak, you know, you lose four or five in a row, that's like losing, you know, ten in a row in a, in a regular season. So, you know, I think the Yankees, obviously, and you've been watching the games, have been doing very well at home. They seem to hit the crap out of the ball at home, and ball's flying out of there. Can you tell a little bit about what it's like for you to watch sports, you know, during this whole situation on TV? Well, I'm, I don't go to Yankee Stadium as a kid. I did. I can remember staying at Norwalk, Connecticut, and going in on a train to 125th or 8th street then take the Jerome Street Express out to Yankee Stadium and I also can remember when we used to have again the varsity club would set up the Hale Whites All-Stars would come to uh, Little Falls and we'd have tournaments would we bring them in and my father was behind the plate and he told I think his name was Bob Kazava before your day before you you didn't look him up in your on your <laughs> Trusty, com my trusty computer. <laughs> Gra but, uh, grab the iPad uh, quick. Uh, uh, my father said to Sherm Lawler, who was catching, he says, for Christ's sake, catch that ball. He's throwing aspirin tablets. But uh, my father, uh, he was very, in very, very much into sports. So, so Charlie, I, I think, you know, one thing you keep mentioning your father, obviously your, par your father was a big part of who you are in, in um, sports, and he created your love for the yes. game. Um, you know, do you see a lot of, you know, today's society is a lot different than it was when you were growing up. Uh, yes, and it's, it's a shame that we are losing a lot of our people that, from all the way back to when we had the Mets here. Uh, they're no longer here. I mean, uh, the, you could walk in that place and you'd see who's sitting here and who's sitting there. And every game they're sitting here and they're sitting there. And, now we're going to have another transition because we're missing this year. You're talking about 
the fan participation? Yes. Is that the aspect you're talking well, the about? Fan, the fans, the fans is what it's all about. This team is for the fans, basically. Do you think so? What you're saying basically is that COVID and the fact that we can't have fans at any sporting events. Right. I mean, I was telling Travis earlier that I went to uh, girls soccer the other night indoor, and there are, of course, no fans. There's a couple of parents there, and you could hear a pin drop at any time. It, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Well, I haven't been to anything other than I've seen this little kid getting hit with a ball the other day. Where was that? It was a sta- it was a it was a it was a cutout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even for watching on TV, you're watching the Yankees. There's no That's what fans. I was watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so they hit they hit the cutout. The cutout. Right? Yeah. Oh, great! That I bet that was exciting. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think anybody likes it, but do you still sit and watch the Yankees even though there's no uh, not fans? Not a full game, no. Yeah, it's, it's I, tough. I go in and out. I know I go back to the Mets once in a while. The Mets. And, and they blew it last night. Man, the Mets. You know, the Mets are the team that always seems to, you know, on paper, you know, they're ready to go in the spring, and then they fizzle out. And, you know, it's tough to be a Mets fan. Yes. When the Little Falls Mets were here, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the buzz around the community I mean, obviously, to have an affiliate of a major league team here in town. What was the buzz like during that era? It was good for the community. We had a lot of um, very successful ex-ball players that came here. But the Mets, remember, brought in the dirt, the sod. They brought in a lot of... They made that field. Now, you said that former players and current players always used to come back during that era. Was there anyone specifically that you remember coming back to the area? I, th- I think, that wasn't there, who was the former Mets manager that came back during, like, there was a Mets appreciation night or something, he came back. Do you remember his name? He went on to do great things for the... Joe the, Torrey. And he really, uh, he was a very, very interesting and nice person. And I did not go to that dinner that night. So you've gone to all a lot of these dinners, but the one dinner with George Torrey came, My wife ended up sitting across from him, and the picture was sitting in front of her, and she said, he says, young lady, would you like me to sign that? She says, well, I'd appreciate that. Does she still have it? Uh, that went to Virginia, too, with my son. All right. So, you know, Charlie, what do you think about, you know, how baseball's trying to, you know, today we're watching baseball, and, a lot of these players are testing positive and, and with, with COVID and, and stuff. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on you know, how players are handling this situation that we're in? I feel sorry for the players because they have lives, and it's very difficult to li- uh, shelter in place, you could say. And, uh, but if they want to play this game, they have no choice. Do you agree, like, Major League Baseball doesn't have a bubble? Like, I'm sure you follow some sports, and, and basketball has this bubble where all the, you know, NBA players are contained. Do you think, you know, that, you know, what are your thoughts on Major League Baseball and how they are traveling? Do you think it would have been better off? And if so, why to have one location? There are people that are much brighter than I haven't figured it out yet. I don't really know. But it is very a difficult situation. And I'm very happy to be in, as some people say, small falls, little falls, because we really don't have the people coming through here and bringing it in. 
and if they do come in, they have to shelter in place. My son has been here every year for 20-some-odd years, and he wants to come to Little Falls. Is he coming? No. Okay. I mean... Well, he's in North Carolina. Oh, okay. All right. He would have to uh, shelter, shelter for two weeks, yeah. For uh, at least, what, 14 days? Yeah. He couldn't even go to the diamond mine because that's closed, and that's his other hobby. Oh, really? He goes down there and yeah. looks for Herkimer diamonds, huh? Yes, beats on a diamond. Ah, I see. What have you been doing this summer without the diamond docks? Uh, being bad. <laughs> being bad? Yeah, we go to Turning Stone. Oh, oh Turning yeah. Stone. That's a sport in itself, that Travis. Is a sport. Do you like to play the slot machines, Charlie? Uh, yeah, th- I'm, I, I really don't want to knock them too much, but you really can't win at that. <laughs> but I'd rather play cards. Okay, play some cards. But, my wife goes now. I can't support two people and play the silly games. <laughs> so who's the gambler then? She or, or you? Well, she just she forgets about things that are happening in life ah. when she goes to Turning Stone. It's like her... It's an escape. Escape. Thank yeah. you. That's very good. Dave. I know. That's, that's why we're here, Charlie. So this summer has been a, a crazy summer with, with really not a lot going right. on, we, no fans. What are you most looking forward to... You know, when baseball comes back, you know, the NFL hopefully gets playing, and, and there's a Diamond Dog season. So what are you really looking most forward to in 2021 when the Diamond Dogs come back? Being able to bring in young fellows from all over the country because right now I can't picture us bringing them in because you can't bring them into anyone's house. They'd have to shelter in place for 14 days. And then they'd have to shelter in place before they would go back home. It, it's really not. It's, and that's the reason we didn't we didn't play yeah. this year. And yeah. you know, obviously, you know, we we wanted everybody to be safe, and we didn't want to bring anything into the community. What do you love most about the Diamond Dogs? Besides, you get to see Maynard Blask every day. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you have done a great job for the Diamond Dogs. Well, thanks, Sean. I appreciate that. Sounds like an endorsement or something, you know. Did you pay him for this? I did not pay him. Right. If I paid him, he would have had a Red Sox hat on. <laughs> oh! I don't, Charlie, would you ever wear a Red Sox hat? Uh, I, I squeeze for anything Northeast. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, if that, pl- that says it, if, then. If they're playing California, I'll squeeze for the Red Sox. All right, that works. So, Charlie, we, we appreciate you coming in today and kind of telling us a little bit about the history of um, obviously Hubie Brown and you know which was a very interesting story in itself you know I think there's a there's a lot of people that have come through the Mohawk Valley and Little Falls that we we don't really know um, know of but you know having Hubie Brown was definitely one of those and you know your experiences in, in the city has been um, great and obviously thank you to your dad who, who seems like to be a big part of it as well and, and yourself and you know, we definitely know that as, as sports people in the community, it's nice to be able to bring in someone like yourself that has that knowledge because, you know, the only way to move forward with the future is to, is to, to recognize the things that we had in the past. And um, so, again, thank you, Charlie, for, for coming on well, thank today. you for inviting me. So I, if, I had fun, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You said you were only going to talk. How long did you say? Like a few, about 15 words, I told 15 you. words, and I think we've gone like about 25 minutes at least. Well, hey, you got more to say than you, you, you let on. Well, thank you for doing this for the community. You're welcome. 
Well, that does it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. And remember that the podcast airs every Thursday night at 7 o'clock on all the most popular platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. From all of us here at the Press Box, thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe.